Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jason Snow, and this is the Jason Snow Show for Friday, April 23rd, 2021. How is everybody doing out there today? Thank you for tuning in and spending some very valuable time with me on a happy Friday. Can't bury the lead there. Have to mention that. The weekend is finally here. And you know what? So is the NFL draft. And you know what? Let's just dive right into it because draft season is my favorite season. You can say like spring, summer, fall, winter, you know, NFL draft time, draft time in general. But in this in this particular case, the NFL NFL draft time, my favorite time of the year because summer is almost on its way. That's a close second. That's a runner up. Uh, but NFL draft time, nothing beats it for me because that's mock drafts are out, rumors are out, college football's into it, into the mix, which I love college football. And in the NFL, oh my gosh, it, it, it's fantastic. And th- there's nothing better. So, you know what? Let's just dive into it because I've been plugging the uh, NFL draft, the mock draft show on Tuesday. I've been plugging that for a couple weeks now, I believe since early this month. And please be on the lookout for that. Um, this Tuesday, April 27th, the NFL mock draft show, been working hard on it, putting a lot of time and effort into it and a lot of thought. So it's a dangerous operation. So, uh, we're already mostly underway with it. We just have to put on the uh, finishing touches ahead for Tuesday. And I'm super excited to unveil that. Um, but yeah, I've been plugging that for so long and, you know, like a tunnel mock drafts, it's usually, okay, what team needs what, and what's most likely going to happen? What do the teams want? How are they going to draft? And that's well and fine. And that's how I am. That's how I'm going to operate on Tuesday. That's exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm going to list out, I'm only going to do the the first half of the first round because you save me on uh third, fourth, fifth rounders. Okay. I, they're probably going to be impactful down the line, but in this case, most of them are coin flips. So I'm just going to save, you know, half the half the first round, the most touted prospects, and I'm just going to go from there. So half the first round on Tuesday. And so that's exactly how I'm going to operate. What do the teams need? How is it going to play out? What would I do if I were the teams? But let's flip the lens. Okay. I don't, I haven't seen anyone else do this. So I think this is going to be a really interesting thing. So if I'm a player, if I'm a prospect, right, and I'm, um, I entered my name in the NFL draft, and I'm, I'm certainly going to get drafted if I'm one of these players I'm talking about. I'm going to get drafted. So that's already a certainty. That's already taken care of. It's not like, oh, I'm, I just get me in the league and, and hopefully I find a spot. No. These guys are, I would say, probably the top 15 players in the entire draft. They're going to get drafted. But for them, if I'm them, I got to take into a, a lot of things into account. Because if I'm them and I see the prior drafts, there are teams I want to go to and there are other teams that I don't want to go to. If I'm an NFL prospect heading into the draft this year, these are the things that matter to me, okay? Well, does the team that draft me, do they have a positional need? Will I start from day one? That that also means a lot. Will I get playtime? Will I get an opportunity? Will I, you know, I don't want to get drafted to a spot that there's already a, that's not a position of need. They don't really need me. I want to be needed if I'm a top, if I'm a top prospect. Here's another thing geographical is that my hometown uh did i play college there um is it a good climate if i have a, if i'm a quarterback with a strong arm i wouldn't mind going to a green bay but if i'm like a johnny if i'm a johnny manzel i would want to stay in like a houston or a jacksonville uh a t- warm weather cities like that so i think that matters plus if i'm a college wide receiver and i'm set to make millions of dollars in the nfl at 22 years old don't stick me in a shoebox. And I don't want to go to Cleveland. And I don't want to go to a small city. And I want to go to a cool city. I 
I want to go to Miami. I want to go to potentially New York. I want to go to LA. I want to go to a cool city. So that matters to me. Scheme fit. There's another one. Will the coach embrace me? Will the coach make the most of my talents? Uh, Because if I'm there and I'm making my first impressions, will I get a coach that makes the most of my potential? That's another big thing. Uh, Fourth, there's going to be some realism here. I mean, everyone would probably want to go to uh, New England if you're, if you're on defense, but maybe they won't. Maybe they won't fall that far to 15, and, and, and in some cases, maybe that's a little bit of an overshot. Um, so it has. To, it's going to be realistic. Obviously, everyone wants to go number one. That's very flattering. But realistically, what teams would fit them? Uh, is it a stable organization? Are they impulsive? Are they crazy? Do they have a lot of turnover? Um, if you have one bad season, are you going to be out? Are you going to get traded quickly? Um, do they often offer their, uh, their rookie draft picks a second contract? Uh, does that franchise have a direction? Are they tanking? Are they contending? That means a lot as well. And then, then sixth, my last thing is, is it a winnable division? Do I see myself winning in a spot like this? Uh, so yeah, those are the biggest things. If I were a prospect, I feel like that those elements of the draft and teams that potentially are going to target me that those are the things I'm going to look at there's not going to be a team that fits all of those boxes and checks all of them off completely but let's just think our way through this if you're a player right I'm going to go through all the players and this would be the team I want to go to okay so we're doing the NFL quote-unquote mock draft through the player's lens if I'm Trevor Lawrence the number one player on the board I want to go to Jacksonville. Quarterback from Clemson, I'm going to go to Jacksonville. A, the team is already committed to me. I'm already donating. (laughs) I just got married, so I'm donating uh, to Jacksonville charities. They've already committed to me. The fan base already knows me. The fan base already wants me. Urban Meyer came out of retirement to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Warm weather. He's from Georgia, so he's from the South. Jacksonville, Florida, not that uh, far of a distance. Plus it's a winnable division. Uh, Indianapolis isn't, I, I love Indianapolis, but there's a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, is Deshaun Watson even going to play for the Texans and the Titans? They don't really have a defense. So it's a, there's a window there for Jacksonville within the next couple of years. Maybe they can make some noise. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, it's already sold on Jacksonville. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's go and don't take into account the order of these prospects. These, this isn't my big board. This isn't my uh, ranking of players. This is just how it, how I just jotted things down. All right, let's go to Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. What team would I want to go to? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say the New York Jets. A, they've already committed to him. I believe it's a, it's a done deal. They're gonna take Zach Wilson number two. So it's not really, he's not gonna fall much further than that. Um, the, the Jets have 10 picks this year, so they can build a young core around him, lots of cap space. And I know the Jets previously, they messed up Sam Darnold, uh, and they don't have a very rich history in terms of quarterbacks, but they have a promising new regime. Uh, Robert Sala, promising head coach, Joe Douglas. A lot of people think he's smart. Um, they're, they're unproven. Absolutely. But they, they're promising. I don't really like the idea of playing Buffalo twice and New England twice a year. I'm going to get chewed up in a lot of those games, but if I'm Zach Wilson, the New York Jets have already committed to me. I want to make the most of that opportunity, and I think the play style will definitely fit, um, and they can obviously they can surround him with 
uh, some more receivers later on with that cap space. And living in New York, that's a big market. You can get marketed there. Let's go to Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. I think that he would want to go to San Francisco, and there's a great reason why. A, run game dependent. He's not going to have to throw all that much. He's not going to have to be like, he's not going to be the sole reason that offense moves like a Joe Burrow who had his throw 60 times uh, one time last year. He was just the only thing making that team go. Uh, But for Mac Jones, he's going to have to throw maybe 25 times on a, that's going to be a lot for him in that first year. He can even sit a little while behind Jimmy Garoppolo if they don't find a trade. Strong defense. Um, they have George Kittle as a number one option. Kyle Shanahan is one of the brightest young offensive coaches. San Francisco, it's a warm weather. Uh, it's uh, California. That's a good lifestyle. Uh, and they can win now. They won with Nick Mullins. They flirted with the playoffs with a backup. Uh, so they, if they can win with Nick Mullins and flirt with the playoffs, they can win with Mac Jones. Uh, it's a win now situation, which I think could p- potentially be a good thing. But I think if you're Mac Jones, you're sitting there and you're like, I want to go to San Francisco. Let's go to Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. If I'm Trey Lance, what team would I look around to? New England. I would want to go to New England if I'm if I'm Trey Lance. And he might not he's probably not going to drop that far to number 15, but maybe New England with some picks can finagle a trade up from 15 to maybe within the top six or seven. Um, so if I'm Trey Lance, I'm looking at the Patriots and I'm saying, okay, I can sit a year. I can learn to develop. I'm. I don't think Mac. I don't think uh, Trey Lance is right now as polished as a prospect as some of these other quarterbacks. So maybe he can sit a year behind Cam Newton. Cam's only on a one-year deal. So maybe after this one year, they're not going to be too committed to Cam with Trey Lance. They're sitting. So it's his job next year. Uh, they spent big on offensive weapons: Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry. Um, maybe they get another receiver in the draft. Bill Belichick. How did I bury this? That's a that's definitely a big plus. Uh, Belichick eats alive young quarterbacks when they when he faces them. A you don't have to face him if he's on your own team, so that's a, that's definitely a big plus. And best coach ever. You don't have to win shootouts. Patriots have always had a good defense, and mo- by and large, the offensive line has been pretty steady for the Patriots the last couple of years, outside of one year with Marshall Newhouse. Uh, not an impulsive organization. They're going to be pretty patient with you. And I think Trey Lance, out of all these quarterbacks, might have the strongest arm in this draft. That will fit in a colder climate like New England. All I, th- all I think of is January playoff games in Gillette Stadium, cold, below freezing. I think a guy like Trey Lance with a strong arm is going to be able to handle that. So I think Trey Lance to New England is a good fit, and I'd want to go there primarily if I'm him. Let's go to Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. If I'm Justin Fields, there are some interesting options out there. San Francisco maybe at number three, but they won't really showcase my arm as much as I'd want to. Atlanta, I, I want to play right now. I don't want to sit behind Matt Ryan. Even though I'm from Georgia and I'm from the South, uh, I, I don't know if I want to go to the Falcons and sit that long. How about Denver at number nine? Now, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to... F- slip that far to number nine but uh, maybe Denver can f- make way th- uh, through a trade up into the top five to get uh, Justin Fields which has been rumored uh, number one John Elway was a former quarterback uh, you get that knowledge you get that tutelage he's gonna you're gonna get a guy that you know kind of moves you along he's not very impulsive I don't think uh, 
they had plenty of opportunity to move off Drew Locke last year, and they're giving him another year, even though they're still looking for a quarterback. Uh, you just look at that offensive, those offensive weapons. Jerry Judy, deep threat. You can make, you can make the most of that arm. Noah Fant, that's pretty much set at tight end right there for the foreseeable future. Melvin Gordon at running back is also really strong. You do get a defensive coach, which I don't totally love. But if you look at the bright side, you don't really have to win through shootouts, especially with that pass rush. You get um, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, arguably the strength of that side of the ball for them. Uh, like I said, strong arm can handle the the climate of Denver. Don't love the division. I don't love facing the Chargers with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year each. But with everything considered, I think Denver is a spot Justin Fields would really like. Plus, they're a stable organization, been to a Super Bowl this past decade. They know how to operate, I think. I mean, they've struggled with getting the quarterback right post Peyton Manning and maybe even before that uh, post John Elway. But I think Justin Fields, I think Denver might be a spot he'd like to go to. All right, so we're five picks in, all quarterbacks, and I, th- I think you you think of it like, where would I want to go if I'm a quarterback? You might think that's one singular team, but when you you really dive into it and you you look at their strengths and you look at their how each individual prospect is made up, I have five different teams for for five different quarterbacks. There isn't really an obvious uh, ding 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 ding. This would be a perfect spot for a quarterback. Um, so I think all of them each have their unique strengths, and thus they all have a unique set. Uh, best case scenario destination. All right, so let's move away from the quarterbacks uh, this point forward, okay? Let's go to the offensive line. Let's go to Penny Sewell from Oregon, offensive tackle. This one I kind of struggled with because I wasn't too sure because I'm going to tip my hand here. Uh, I had another offensive lineman going a little bit f- uh, further down the line, but I, I don't know if he's going to drop too far, Penny Sewell. So I'm going to go Carolina Panthers at number eight. Now, they have an offensive coach. They traded for Sam Darnold. So you get a guy that they, they believe in. It's not total chaos at quarterback. Uh, you get to block for Christian McCaffrey. That's a really you know booming run game when healthy. Interesting division. Drew Brees is now out. Tom Brady's potentially getting older. Uh, like that means anything. I mean, <laughs> but maybe that Tampa ceiling doesn't last as long as you might think. Uh, and Atlanta can't seem to figure anything out. So uh, it's an interesting division. I think Matt Rule's creating a nice culture. Uh, that's a really good offense when put together, and I think they need an offensive tackle. So I'd want Carolina if I'm Penny Sewell. This is where it gets kind of interesting. I think you might like these next two picks. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, right, excuse me, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Where would I want to go if I'm Jamar Chase? There's two options, right? Number one, my my 1A option, I'd want to go to Cincinnati at number five. Uh, he has a connection with Joe Burrow, college teammates, won a national title to get, uh, together, and one of the most storied college football seasons of all time, uh, that LSU team. I think one of the most accomplished teams ever. They were both on it and certainly both made some big noise on that team. And I just look at that and I go, Week, if I'm Jamar Chase, I look at Joe Burrow and I'm like, Dude, just get healthy, throw me the ball deep, and we'll make some noise. If that's not the case, Carolina at number eight might also be a really good spot for Jamar Chase. A, they lose Curtis Samuel, so there's a position, there's a positional need there. Plus, he has a connection with the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, uh, who was also who was also the offensive coordinator at LSU in 2019 when they won the championship. 
And like I said before, with the with Penny Soul, winnable division. Uh, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have to be the only wide receiver on the roster. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, that's a really strong offense when put together. And Jamar Chase, if I'm looking at it, I don't really have to be the number one option, even though I'm going to get a lot of catches. Uh, Sam Darnold's also a capable quarterback that can really make some plays deep down the field. I'm looking at Carolina if I'm Jamar Chase, and I, my eyes are popping a little bit. Let's go to Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. Where would I want to go? Now, I think the obvious pick is oh Miami at three. I mean, used to be Miami at three. Miami at number six. He's a Florida kid. Uh, they need to build that offense around Tua. That might be a good spot for him, but I don't think that would be my number one option. Number one, I'm going to go Cincinnati at five. Just like Jamar Chase, except with Kyle Pitts as a tight end, I can look at Joe Burrow across the field and go, dude, just get healthy and we can be Mahomes, Travis Kelsey for the next decade. Seriously. Like, <laughs> seriously, name a better duo, uh, name a better young offensive duo, Joe Burrow, Kyle Pitts in that offense. I, I think Cincinnati needs an offensive lineman more than anything. But if I'm Kyle Pitts and I'm a tight end and I'm looking around for these teams, A, I need a quarterback that's going to be there a long time. Joe Burrow, barring more injury, is going to be there a long time. Uh, I need a quarterback that needs a strong arm. Joe Burrow has that. Uh, so if I'm Kyle Pitts, Cincinnati's my, my 1A. We can, be, we can be Mahomes and Kelsey for the next decade. Or my 1B, Atlanta at number four. I think this might be the only appearance I have the Falcons in. A, I get to play in the South. I'm from Florida. I mean, I played at Florida. I'm from Pennsylvania, but I'm, I played at Florida. They're in the Southern footprint. Proven quarterback, Matt Ryan. I play next to Julio Jones, so I'm not doubled every time. Uh, rack up a ton of yards until free agency like Austin Hooper did. Uh, Austin Hooper literally just racked up yards, then got the money, got big money in Cleveland. So it worked out for him. Plus, Arthur Smith helped Jonu Smith really emerge in Tennessee last year, even with not the best thrower, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Arthur Smith can really make an offense. Uh, you can kind of put the offense on Derrick Henry's shoulders last year for Tennessee. But if I'm looking, if I'm Kyle Pitts and I need a guy that is going to make the most of my skills, I think Arthur Smith with that Jonu Smith prototype in his past, I like that a lot if I'm Kyle Pitts. Plus, I can just rack up a ton of yards. I don't, maybe I don't win a lot in my first contract. But once I hit free agency, people are going to be like, oh, well, they had no defense. Oh, there's a lot more excuses right there with the Falcons, and I can just go chase money elsewhere if I'm Kyle Pitts. But Cincinnati's my number one option if I'm Kyle Pitts. All right, let's go down the line here. J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. Now, every team could use a more defensive back help, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys at number 10. A, it's a glaring position of need. Uh, they need help on their defense. They leaked so many yards last year. And that team towards the back end of the schedule was not very competitive and it wasn't very good. Uh, Dak got hurt, but they replaced him with Andy Dalton. I mean, that, that's not a nobody. That's a capable quarterback right there. Not He's not Dak Prescott and he's not really anything flashy, not anything your team should really be celebrating, but capable quarterback and that defense really, really, really let them down. Uh, they get a new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, and if I'm looking. If I'm J.C. Horn, I get to play for the Dallas Cowboys. That's a big plus. Uh, biggest brand in all of potentially sports. I get to live in warm weather, Dallas. Position of need. I get to start day one, and and I can go from there. So J.C. Horn, uh, defensive back, South Carolina. I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys. Moving down the line here, 
Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle Northwestern. This was the one I was uh, prefacing with Penny Sewell. If I'm Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, I'm looking at the New York Giants at number 11. Now, I don't think Sewell would drop that far to number 11, but maybe Slater will. Uh, I think Slater might even go number five to Cincinnati because they really needed offensive line help. But if I'm Slater heading into this draft, there's there's really a lot of unknown because both Sewell and Slater missed this past season because of COVID. They opted out. So maybe one of them drops and maybe it's Slater. So I'm looking at the New York Giants. A couple of reasons. One, Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator. He coached the offensive line in Dallas, one of the best in recent memory. So he knows how to make the most of my talents. He knows what it takes to build a strong offensive line. Uh, The Giants also drafted Andrew Thomas last year in the offensive line. Can make a great young tandem down the line. And I I just look across and I'm like, I'd want another young guy at my position. I, I, I want another young guy on the offensive line I can team up with and maybe we can make some noise in five, six, potentially seven years. And you're blocking for a potentially star-studded offense. That's also a big plus. You're not blocking for, you're not blocking for no reason. You're blocking really to score some points and put some points up on the board. You got Saquon Barkley behind the um, in the backfield. You got uh, Kenny Galladay, who they paid for. You have Kyle Rudolph, and this is kind of like the last stand for Daniel Jones. If he can't make it work with this offense, I know Saquon was hurt last year, so maybe you give him a little bit of a pass. But if you don't at least flirt with the bottom half of the playoffs, especially in that division, maybe you look elsewhere at quarterback. But from this point forward, if I'm Rashawn Slater, I go, the Giants are pretty pretty lucrative. That's a kind of a place I'd want to go. So we're doing an NFL mock draft. Kind of backwards. Kind of backwards. All right, just a couple left. Patrick Sertain, the second defensive back from Alabama. He's, he's kind of like J.C. Horn. I'm looking at the Cowboys. Uh, I, I, they definitely need defensive help. I went through it. But if J.C. Horn ends up going to the Cowboys, or maybe the Cowboys go Caleb Farley or another guy in the backfield, maybe the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know if he'll slip this far, but maybe the Cardinals at 16 is a lucrative spot. He gets to replace Patrick Peterson. It's a position of need. It's an emerging team. Uh, you get a lot of games on television because you got to face Russell Wilson you got to face Matt Stafford and potentially uh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones. Uh, a lot of tough matchups there, which he's competitive. He, he's got to like that. Um, you get to team up with J.J. Watt on defense with Isaiah Simmons. That's a budding team. I'd want to go to Arizona if I'm a defensive player. I get to build something special for the future. And I know they're going to give me more. T- I, I don't totally love the coaching if I'm uh, Patrick Sertain. There's not a ton of... like certainty about Cliff Kingsbury, especially as a defensive player. But if I'm Patrick Sertain, I can go to Arizona. It's a warm weather city. I like Arizona. That's a growing organization. I'd want to look, I'd give a sec, I'd give Arizona a second look if I'm Patrick Sertain. All right, let's go to Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, wide receiver from Alabama. Where does Devontae Smith fit? Uh, he weighs like 165. There's a lot of criticism about his frame, which I'm not totally sold on either. Uh, but if you put him in space, if you use him the right way, uh, if you put him in motion a lot, which uh, Steve Sarkeesian did a lot, especially in the national championship at Alabama, he can definitely, definitely find his way into the end zone. He can be a really good deep threat. 
Wait, look at the draft. Look at the draft order if you have it handy. Where does Devontae Smith fit? The LA Chargers. Now, I know what you're saying. It's not really a position of need, but maybe that just fits him in his own unique way. Uh, If I'm Devontae Smith, I look at Justin Herbert and say, dude, we can be a dynamic duo. Your arm plus my speed equals sports center. Okay, dude, like <laughs> it's literally highlights. It's highlights waiting to happen. I get to live in LA. That's a big plus. Can't believe this is the first time I'm mentioning LA this time. But you get you get to live in Los Angeles. That's a big plus. Uh, new stadium. Uh, as a wide receiver, warm weather climates often tend to benefit you more than cold weather. And you're not the number one wide receiver. Now, I know what you're saying. I said before that position of need, that's going to be a big thing. But maybe here for Devontae Smith, you're not going to be double teamed very often. You can maybe find some loose touchdowns in the end zone. They have their really good running backs. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. They have a really good offensive repertoire. But when I look at Justin Herbert, and I just see that arm and Devontae Smith going deep. It is good night, especially Devontae Smith as a route runner alone. I see that making some big noise. If I'm Devontae Smith, I don't I don't want to go to a team that has an uncertainty at quarterback. I want to go to a team that has their team, their their identity set in stone. I can just go in and score touchdowns. And that's what he can be for the Chargers. All right. Another Alabama wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Where does he fit? Where would he want to go if he is looking at all these teams in the draft? Cincinnati could be one, like I said, with Jamar Chase. Obviously, the Chargers would be an unbelievable fit. But I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here. Check out the Miami Dolphins at six. Uh, Jalen Waddle played at Alabama, so he's familiar with the South, gets to play in Miami, gets to live in Miami. That's also a big plus. Uh, Devontae Parker, one, two. He's not doubled all the time but he'll also get a fair share of targets. Jalen Waldo also played with Tua in college, uh, so there's some familiarity there. Now, the Miami Dolphins need to fix up that offense to make Tua uh, really pop, and maybe Tua comes in with more confidence and maybe gets that offense off the ground because last year, Miami was just playing with defense and grit. I mean, special teams. Brian Flores is just an unbelievable young head coach, and he's on the defensive side. But if I'm Jalen Waddle and I look at, I have a relationship with Tua, I played in the South, Miami at six, I think would be a lucrative option. Now, are they really certain on Tua? I don't know. But that relationship with Tua, I think will, has some weight to it if I'm Jalen Waddle. I'd want to go to Miami. Last one here, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. I haven't mentioned this team yet. Eagles at number 12. There's not, a, there's not really a ton of great going on with the Eagles right now. But if I'm Micah Parsons, I played at Penn State. Um, I was born in Pennsylvania. I get to play on a defense with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and Darius Slay. Uh, the coaching and franchise, <laughs> the stability is really concerning. Uh, Nick Sirianni can't really seem to get through a, a Zoom call. Uh, but there's a window in that division, regardless of how bad you are, there's a window in that division that maybe, just maybe, you can sneak in there. Uh, Devin White, additionally, also showed in the Super Bowl that edge rushers can really pop when teamed with a strong defense around them. And it's possible with the Eagles. I don't know if it's probable, but it's possible that can happen. He might be able to shine in a, a scheme like Philadelphia, and they also need a pass rusher. So 
those that's the reverse mock draft of if I'm the player, these are the teams I'm looking at. So I hope you all enjoyed. And like I said, tune in to this week's episode on Tuesday, the 27th. Been working hard on this mock draft. It's going to be really exciting. The draft is Thursday. So we're going to, the next three shows, counting this one, heavy NFL draft. We're going to be heavy on it. We're going to go right into it. We're going to sink our teeth into it. And it's going to be super exciting. So I know a lot of uh, people that listen to this aren't really familiar with the NFL draft, aren't really familiar with the prospects. They haven't really kept up with it. So here's kind of an introduction you know the player. You know the names. You can re-listen to this maybe, uh, but look ahead to Tuesday. Be sure. If there's one thing I'm emphasizing today, please listen Tuesday. I've been working really hard on it. So, and on Friday we're going to be reacting to Thursday's draft. So the timing is just impeccable. The timing is just outstanding. For once in my in my great life, the timing, whether it be like how late I do assignments, the timing here is just outstanding draft on Thursday we get to preview it on Tuesday with an with a mock draft and then on Friday the next day I get to react to it so I might even record that like after the draft like after the first round I'll be able to record wow I'm just setting things up here so yes thank you for listening be sure to uh, tune in Tuesday and all of next week for all NFL draft coverage it has been a pleasure uh, sitting here with you and have a great weekend signing off here Take it easy. Have a great weekend.